Hi there, this is Tell Me About Your Elf. It's a show where I interview people and the characters they play in Dungeons and Dragons and other similar role-playing games. I'm your host, Cole, and today's guest is Winter. So, uh, Winter, actually, from the Proficient with um, Skulls podcast, I figure I should go ahead and say that, too. Um, put a little context. Uh, but, so, Winter, tell me about your elf. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, my elf, well, she's not actually an elf, um, but Sol Lua is her name, and essentially she is a huge female barbarian um and this is D is pretty new to me i've only made two or three characters in one-offs but this is the longest campaign that we've done and we just happened to turn it into a podcast um and so you know what specifically did you want to know about my barbarian uh let's see so we already got name class and uh oh what race is she she is a goliath um but oh, she didn't right. know that until recently. Um, she kind of grew up thinking she was a noble barbarian and that she was just ginormous compared to all mm. the peers. Um, but recently, she found out a pretty big secret, which is what's kind of set her on her journey throughout this path in the campaign. Um, so, yeah, so she's a Goliath. <laughs> okay, so she didn't know her, uh, I guess her... Her lineage, her uh, uh, bloodline. So, is she like distant from her family, or did her family not know as well? Yeah, so she was actually raised by a noble family, and um, her noble mother just recently told her that she's not actually her mother, and that oh. uh, she has taken her in, but that her mother had ran away with, you know, a Goliath barbarian and had her, and then uh, dropped her at their doorsteps for one reason or another. She doesn't know everything just yet but that's mm-hmm. kind of unfolding in the podcast as she learns more and more about herself um but yeah so had to have All a little right. bit of a complicated past you know <laughs> of course yeah it's, it's really hard to make a character that doesn't have a complicated past i don't know why uh yeah. but that seems to be if it's not someone's parents being dead or their whole clan being you know disappeared or yeah. one reason or another um it's, it sounds like it was starting to be kind of like, oh, raised by nobles. But then it's like, but the, not her real mother. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we already established that, like, large, tall, like, very, very. So uh, what does she look like? Um, so one of the themes in my D&D characters, and I think this is because I'm new to it, but they're all super attractive. <laughs> so Why I'm not, right? To, yeah, right. You know, so, um, but they're also like very female, like I always try to base them on strong female characters in other things. Mm. So, um, she's about six foot three, so she's pretty huge and she's just large all the way around. She has a uh, huge, you know assets on both sides and of course <laughs> she is uh blonde she's got long blonde braided hair she basically runs around in a, a leather bikini with all these weapons and just kicks ass so kind of like that stereotypical like the boob plate armor yes, yes. <laughs> so i actually uh when i was creating her i was hybriding a few characters and i was thinking of who are my favorite characters for some of these things and um i don't know if you've seen the vikings Mm-hmm. But Lagertha is one of the people on there, and she's just she's a shield maiden on the show, but she just kicks butt. And so I thought right. like, I want her to kind of look like that, but huge. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's is sometimes like uh, something I'll tell players, especially if they're like either new or 
what, uh, actually, especially if they're new, of course, uh, why, why not otherwise, is to find a character you really like in a show or a movie or something like that and try to, like, build off of them or, or try to kind of, like, reverse engineering because sometimes yeah. throwing someone new, I'm experiencing this recently is because uh, I have a whole batch of new players, is um, when you throw someone new into the ocean that is options, it can be a little tough to kind of, like, oh, what what do I want to do? And uh, yeah. which I mean, what do any of us want to do? So exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So she sounds like like just almost Amazonian as far as like tall, strong. Yes. Uh, uh, is she like? Does her personality reflect this? Uh, she's strong physically. Is she strong emotionally? I'm not sure where that question was going, but mm, no, I, I totally get where you're going with that. I- it's a balance. I think she puts on that confident, overly confident um, persona. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some moments throughout the podcast where you see the softer side of soul. Um, and it's literally glimpses at a time because most of the time she's running around getting high fives from everyone around her, acting like she's, you know, all that in a bag of chips. And so when you see those glimpses of the emotional side, I think it's impactful. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would say if you just like put her in one word, you're like, wow, she's kind of a bitch. But, um, (laughs) but you know, she's sassy, she's confident, she's strong and she knows it. And she goes in like, you know, I'm the one keeping you guys all alive. When in fact, you know, it's really a team effort. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Let's, she sounds almost like the jock of the, uh, or the air quote jock of the team. I think everybody needs one though. Yes. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I think I she ha- definitely is the jock. I mean, the mm. way that our DM Jared broke it up was pretty interesting. And I mean, the stuff he comes up with is just ri- ridiculous. How so how I've heard. He is. Yeah. But he has this kind of in like sections or factions that we came from. And she came from like the military academy um, is where she's studying compared to like, uh, you know, my husband's character is in the religious sector and mm-hmm. and Oz's character is kind of in the nerdy like study book uh, sector, you know. So they all come from different backgrounds, but she is out of the groups. I would say the the military background, the more jock cool kid faction, I guess. Okay, so how did she get from her noble upbringing to this cool kid fa- uh, faction? Absolutely, yeah. So. Growing up as a noble, she she liked all the pretty things, but she didn't necessarily want to wear the dresses. She'd rather, you know, do the tomboy approach of climbing the trees and fighting and, um, you know, going the rebel route. So when she found out this, this big secret, this was a few weeks before she really starts this big journey. And she's been kind of leaning towards joining that academy, but joins that academy shortly before the podcast begins because she found out the secret. You know, mm-hmm. a month or two beforehand. Um, and so that's where I, I'm not sure if she thinks that she, if I get famous enough, maybe my real family will like come forward or if it's more of, I just want to have that sense of belonging. Um, but that essentially leads her down this path of joining that military sector. I like this. If I get famous enough, I'll get noticed. It's like, she's trying to find, I mean, she's already like, she's tall. She's gorgeous. She's, probably the the attention like what the room is paying attention to mm-hmm. and yet this desire for attention from just 
it's, it's like when you're trying to get the attention of one person in the room, so you're trying to get the entire room to look at you. Um, oh, I yeah. like I like this dichotomy. Um, so, what would be her? What would you consider her most impressive feat, or comma? What would she consider her most impressive? Like the thing, the, the thing that she what what ass has she kicked the hardest as far as or or really cool backflip? I don't know. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so she does a lot of different things, and you know, we were coming up with our name at first, and we would make jokes like "You're proficient with swimming," or "You're proficient with this," or "You're proficient with that." Mm-hmm. Um, as we went through our various campaigns, and in one of the first like three episodes soul takes two skulls and just slams them together ah. and they asked like are you proficient with skulls and we were like hell yeah and so it was one of the names we were trying to figure out let's we'll figure it out was one of our other names we were we were trying <laughs> mm-hmm. but then essentially it kind of came full story to proficient with skulls and so um a lot of times i think she has she's very powerful she's very strong um and she's actually a storm Harold, so she's mm-hmm. trying that out recently um but a lot of times she will make a move that doesn't make any sense and the guys will go you have two battle axes and you just chose to like kick this guy in the face um so... i think that's good for flavor though <laughs> yeah i think it's good for flavor um i think it's also just being a noob at D. there's a lot of times where they'll say like what are you gonna do next and i'm looking around the room going like i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah like so it causes a little bit of chaos um mm-hmm. and and honestly, you know, makes it kind of fun. But one of the episodes, I think, um, and it's, she's still trying to live it down. But one of the episodes, they're trying to cross this 15-foot uh, bridge that's all broken. And she picks up Oz and just swings him across. And he <laughs> falls into the pit and almost dies in this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, you know, they're like, he's like, you know, why, why would you do that? I could have done X, Y, Z to get across. And mm-hmm. and he's fighting her, lifting him up and tossing him over. But I think it's kind of comical that Sol really never does the, une- she does the unexpected at all times. She really doesn't follow the classic mold of what she should be doing in these moments. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's probably her, like, known thing (laughs) yeah that does kind of sound like the uh i think there needs to be an impulsive character in a party composition and sometimes having someone who uh isn't not uh isn't necessarily as it's nice to have a newer person at the table because Mm -hmm. sometimes that can open up it's like a breath of fresh air to folks who are like well because i'm a wizard i can do this because i'm a cleric i can do this Mm mm-hmm and you're like, well, I am here, and I can, I might be able to do this, and um, it's it's very refreshing to have a creative problem solver, albeit even if that problem solution is throw someone across the pit. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, so. that's probably not how he was thinking about crossing. So. No, um, absolutely not. So always so, unexpected. <laughs> so we've talked a bit about her strengths and such, but you did bring up a moment. Or, or, or an idea that she has some soft moments and mm-hmm. and how they can be uh, spaced apart. Uh, what are one of these soft moments, if it's not too spoilery, to the um, to the show? Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, my husband plays on the show with me, and mm-hmm. um, as as he said in his segment, we never really have like love stories. We always fall in love with the other characters. Of course. Um, generally, because his characters i just i hate everything about them. <laughs> um 
in one of the recent episodes in the podcast as we're coming to the end of season one, um, there's a, a sensitive moment with his character where, you know, he's going through a lot of distress and she, she just holds his hand and, um, and kind of walks into the next, you know, challenge with him, you know, hand in hand. And it's, it's kind of a, a sweet moment, especially mm-hmm. considering most of the time they don't really get along and they're, they're fighting for the power, um, between the two of them. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of one example, but she has little soft moments every once in a while where you're like, Oh, um, you know, it's not all bad. So, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, nice to have some, it's like if a song was always loud or if, you know, always crazy or such, it's nice to have the different parts to give, or like when it gets quiet or the tempo changes or something, it's a breath of fresh air. And yeah. sometimes characters can have a case of one note. Uh, there's sometimes a person at the table that's like, well, this is what my character would do. And it's like, sometimes... I mean, do any of us really do the same thing all the time? I don't think so. So I don't yeah. think our character should either. So that's, that's, it's appreciated to have, again, strong, confident, always going around getting high fives and such to kind of take a different role, uh, being the support. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, let's see. So if she did not find out what would you think her life would be like if she didn't start adventuring or what would she think again you can answer this however <laughs> yeah absolutely. i don't know where the line is my <laughs> the line between me and lazarus are a little blurred so <laughs> yes i would say uh i think she would be bored to death if she was having to live that noble life and she didn't join the military sector and she didn't join the special assignments bureau and meet these other characters and start adventuring because i think it's although in the back of her mind she's saying yes i hope that this you know gets big and i hope that we do all this good and that it comes full circle and i meet my family um or if they're even alive she's not really sure Mm. at this point if she lived the the noble life, she would necessarily be bored to death, you know, married and, and having kids and and just doing that, what she considers to be a pretty boring life. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine for, especially like, now did she know she was a barbarian while she was a noble? Like, did she just have this feeling, like, it, were there any signs while she was growing up? Particularly like a... Like a temper or something? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I think she always had a temper. And mm. you, you get a little glimpse of it when she uh, talks to her mom at their house and and essentially goes off on her um, in a five-minute you know, spiel. Mm. But I think it's the main thing is that she just didn't want to sit and sew and, you know, wear the silk dresses. She liked them. She liked picking them out, but she didn't necessarily want to wear that stuff. She wanted to wear the leather and the cloth and pick up the sword. Um, when I was thinking of like kind of her childhood, I was kind of thinking of Arya Stark in Game of Thrones and like, okay. you know, them wanting to put her in this mold, but she's really fighting it in every way. Um, and that's as where she starts to discover, like, maybe this is not uh, what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, like, especially, uh, I think that's kind of a, a classic story as well. The, uh, it's not just a phase, Mom. This is mm-hmm. this is this is who I am, and so yeah. Actually, how did her did did her mother? How did how did uh, I guess her adoptive mother um, 
well, I mean, she essentially raised her. Let's just mother. Uh, how did she take to the revelation? The um, I'm gonna go to the military. Well, that actually happens um, probably two weeks before we start the podcast. So mm-hmm. as with podcast unfolds, you start to see more of that story unfold um, between the mom and her, really knowing that there's something else. Like she's she hasn't given her everything that she knows, and mm-hmm. she knows there's some follow up that's needed there. And so there's quite a few um, episodes that we go and then. I go back and and try to get a little bit more of that story and Mm -hmm. move forward. But it looks like her her mother's not extremely supportive of this whole uh, move that she's gone towards. But she knows that Soul is a strong enough willed character that she's not going to be able to break her of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's kind of just letting it happen. And so, you know, it's kind of that balance. But you'll see more and more of that relationship unfold as you listen to season one and then into season two. So, all right. So we are we are we are piece. This isn't something that doesn't happen off camera. This is something that we are going back and looking at. Then, yeah, it's kind of like okay. you know, there's moments where Jared gives us flashbacks, um, and it's it's really kind of cool. He does it in a, like a spelly, super cool way where it's like all this is happening and it's in a haze, and then mm-hmm. kind of gives us flashbacks of different things in our lives. But he also gives us an opportunity to really circle back on the things in in the home life and to build on that. And one of the things um, <clears throat> that I'm really excited to see how he does is we've had Burke and the Chuggy tribe mentioned oh, yeah. a thousand times. And so uh, the other day we asked, are we going to get to visit the Chuggy tribe at some point? <laughs> and he was like, oh, hell yeah. So we were like, oh, yay. Like, you know, we're getting excited to see more and more of that background, um, especially mm-hmm. for some of the characters that we don't know anything about. <clears throat> so like Oz's character, um, Ozelton is very private. We know literally nothing about him. Um, and then there's other characters like Joe's character that we, we know basically everything because he's so open about it. So you're learning more and more about and developing the characters throughout. And Jared does a really great job with that. So I'm pretty excited to see how it all turns out. So where does Saul end up on that, that spectrum between Ozelton and, uh, I, it went in one ear and one out. That's the okay. Other. <laughs> um, so compared to like Burke, well, you know, I was listening to your one of your episodes with Burke. That you mentioned he had three kids, and I said, "What?" Like we've never heard that in the, <laughs> in the podcast. Like that seems like an important thing. Um, and then same thing with Oz. You know, we really haven't learned much about him yet. I would hmm. say Soul's more on the end with um, Joe's character, and we're. Um, always leaning towards she's dropping like bombs on them like she'll be like oh yeah like that's not my real mom or uh you know i went to the military academy and you know i'm a barbarian and different stuff she'll just drop random pieces Mm -hmm. um and so you're kind of piecing it together and jared even jokes at some point he's like you know where did that come from like there was one point oh "Uh," i said oh well she got this you know foot from something some special event and he was like what (laughs) So when did that go, happen? Yeah, we had to go back and like build that in. Um, so I'm sure Jared like hates me at some points, but absolutely, it's it's just kind of piecing it together as we go. So I would say she's more on the full disclosure side, though. She's mm-hmm. not afraid to disclose it, but she doesn't have all the information herself. So it's just kind of as we go. Okay. Um, what's her favorite kind of weather? 
her favorite kind of weather. Yeah, like does she like some of us like rainy days, some of us like sunny days. There's other types of weather, I'm sure, but um, I would picture I, a very sunny day where she could shine her battle axes and her sword, mm. um, and just glisten in the sunlight and know that she's, you know, sitting there. Even if she's sweaty, she's glistening in the sunlight. You know, cleaning her weapons and looking at all the people around her maybe sparring and thinking, yeah, I could take that guy, you know, something like that. So uh, a good fight in weather day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Do I have any other leading questions? I, I've been I've been writing notes as we go. Yeah, I'm sitting absolutely. here like, have, have I, do I have any leading? Is she musically inclined? It, are, actually, no. Let me scratch... Are there things from her noble upbringing that show up in her current lifestyle? Like, does she have a a taste for the nicer things? Or, as in, like, you know what? We're going to continue with the question. I'm going to go. I'm not going to try to clarify because I think okay. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that makes sense. You'll see little bits of it. Um, so there's, you know, one part where they find some dresses from another noble family and she picks them up and she's like, oh yeah, like she knows exactly what type of silk it is or what kind of quality it is mm-hmm. of things. Um, and she puts it in her bag and then they say, did you find anything? And she's like, no, <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, anytime jewelry comes up, it's, she's the first one to say like, oh, can I have that jewelry or, mm-hmm. um, can I do that? But it's not like she necessarily wants to wear it. She just wants to have it. Um, and she always has Burke carry all of the stuff she finds that she claims. <laughs> so she, so she's kind of using him as a servant, even though he's not really a servant. Mm-hmm. So there's little pieces like that that kind of shine through. Or even when they go to a, a pub, like some of the guys will all drink, you know, one thing and she'll drink another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll ask a lot of specifics like, oh, what is the, the flavor of the ale this month? You know, oh, pumpkin. Oh, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. um, but kind of like a snobbiness almost to her, but it's not all the time. I mean, she definitely doesn't mind getting dirty. Um, there's quite a few times where they have like ripped off body parts and Burke's eaten them. And she's not really like put off by any of that. She's just kind of like, really like, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you see little glimmers of it come through, but it's not necessarily the whole thing that she is. She's kind of a hybrid between that life and this other life that she feels like she probably could have had if she'd been raised by her real family. So, Do we know what her real family is up to? No, we don't know yet. Okay. We All don't right. know yet. Um, and we're at the end of season one, and we haven't necessarily gotten too much into it. And um, Jared does a really good job of splitting the character time and in the last few episodes we've been learning a lot about Burke um, Mm -hmm. with mailing stuff to the Chuggy Tribe we've been learning a lot about you know um, Oselton keeps saying stuff about other people that we're starting to come around like what is he talking about Um, (laughs) so you know we're starting to put the pieces together but Mm. it's still early character development for a lot of them because they've been put on all these different missions and stuff like that so what level are y'all we are level three right now. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Okay. This so, is very early then. Yeah. It is. And I was uh, shocked that he was starting at a, at a level one. I said, oh God, we're all going to die. It's going to be a <laughs> party kill day one. Um, but we started at level one and we're at level three and I think we're getting pretty close to leveling again. Um, but there's been a lot of character development and a lot of flavor throughout. 
and it's it's a it's just a good group to mm -hmm. to mesh together we all have different strengths and opportunities so it's been really fun so far that's what i've picked up from i actually i think i've talked to everybody but jared at this point which mm -hmm. he's uh but yeah it, it, all of y'all have definitely been a treat as far as like listening to the different sides of y'all's characters and y'all's like i haven't interviewed a full party yet i've so far i think y'all are the first party like entire party ever i've interviewed <laughs> and i think i'm getting close to one collect <laughs> collecting one more yes but <laughs> And I'm actually going to be seeing them later, so I'm. I guess I'm going to try to muscle her into an interview. Yeah. But uh, it it it's. I said collecting. That's a little, but you know, it kind of is. It's like I I like hearing about characters. I've been doing a lot of. It, it definitely helps me out as a DM. Just like okay, how does everybody? Also, context is really fun. I it it's like sometimes if you play something a lot. Or if you get stuck in one manner of thinking, it's nice to hear what everybody else does and how they go about their character. Because to me, it's really hard to make a character that isn't, that didn't used to be a doctor or didn't used to be some kind of professional that mm -hmm. for some reason or another isn't doing it, but has to lie about their, or doesn't lie about their identity, but doesn't like everybody to know it. And I don't know why. But I don't know where that's coming from, but, you know, I'm unpacking it. So it's yeah. nice to see, like, I, like, you know, uh, Burke especially. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. like, you know, I was saved. I, I used to be, I mean, I still am a kobold, but, you know, now it's, it's, and now I'm traveling around with my favorite people. And, and then, like, I get to learn about favorite people <laughs> like <laughs> yeah which is lux 10 times over joe's character lux is uh you know the kobold burke mm -hmm. lives and dies by him oh um, yeah and there, there's quite a few episodes where you get to hear that and you're just like what in the world uh, like at one time uh soul actually tries to trade the long sword that lux gave burke for mm -hmm. a shorter sword because she doesn't want to pay for a long sword but she wants a long sword mm -hmm. um and he like, refuses and then you know like you hear later in the episode them like having a sweet moment over like i'm glad you didn't give her the sword and you're like oh you know <laughs> but you're like oh and i'm like oh like he can't even <laughs> pick up the sword because it's so big that every time he picks it up he almost falls over but he wants to hold on to this item and so there's a lot of little it's um, it's like little sibling uh yeah. almost <laughs> um. there's relationships i mean even with Saul, like you know, I started off by trying to, the first, when we were level one, I was like, oh, Oz is going to be like, you know, we're going to have a relationship, we're going to be in love and all this stuff. And, and then Oz turns into a little bit of a whore, you know, later in season one. Um, and so that doesn't really go anywhere. But you kind of, you see these evolutions of these relationships that you've created. And it's kind of cool, you know, D&D &D was not something that I ever anticipated you asked me five years ago, would you be playing D and D? I would be like, no. <laughs> but now it's it's something that we really enjoy and we look forward to each week so much so that I'm like telling my girlfriends about it, and they're like, oh, role play, like kind of kinky, and I'm like, no, no, no. That, it's like, yeah, it's really dice. not anything <laughs> like. Yeah, it's. And I, but yeah. most of them are even saying like, oh, can I, you know, come on the podcast as a 
as a guest. And so we're exploring like if we were to do fans or guests or friends, mm-hmm. like how that would incorporate. And so um, Jared's kind of working out all the details on that stuff. So I've, I have somehow conned some coworkers into playing and uh, <laughs> just the like, and it, we, you know, starter set stuff, just like very basic beginnings. And a lot of them are in the same area. Just like if you had asked me a while back uh, that if I would be playing or if I'd be interesting, I would have 100% said no, but <laughs> because I can't shut up about it at work. Um, it so far, I've just thrown my pencil across the room. Okay. Well, I guess I'm not taking notes anymore. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So since I was talking about it so much, they're like, oh, well, this is, you know, not any, cause like my players, like my siblings and such, they're starting an exterminator business or like a pest control business. And like, because they're like, well, we have a tendency of solving problems. So let's just do that. And like, they haven't gone and like, dungeons and dragons or like the traditional like what you would expect so it's kind of you get what you want out of it i mean it is wish fulfillment but um and it's really accessible to those who like it's more accessible than people think and i'm liking this new uh environment that we're in in which like more people are getting interested into it more people are like it seems that there's less gatekeeping now and i Mm -hmm. it's exciting to hear that like friends that you would have never like maybe never even considered this are now like interested in being a guest uh that's i mean that's exciting for me as the person who's not writing else campaign like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think it's it's really interesting because i was telling uh jared i was like you know a lot of my girlfriends are very uh they're they're very like individualized there's you know they're characters <laughs> mm-hmm. so I I wonder what they would create and what they would like to because everybody does something different, you know. Like Michael yeah. jokes that he always does something small, and I'm like, I've been in three campaigns with you where you've been like a dwarf or a kobold or something tiny. That's um, right, yeah. And uh, you know, Lux, my husband, who plays Lux in this campaign, mm-hmm. in our other campaign, played a fur bog, and you know, he always plays something that one drives me nuts, but two has like <laughs> a thousand different rules that go into it. And so I'm like, you just enjoy reading the handbook. Like, let's be real. Yeah. But there's always kind of like specialty types. And uh, even with this one, you know, I started, my first player was a fighter. um, And then this one's a barbarian, just because those are the easier ones to play. They are. They Um, are. I played my first martial class in a one shot a while back. Uh, I mean, even then it's a ranger. So it's kind of the half and half. Mm -hmm. But just running in and just shooting stuff with a bow. I was like. Hey, I can get used to this, like actually hitting targets, like actually doing yeah. well. I'm I'm normally playing like a like a spellcasting class of some flavor that just isn't quite as good at it as they should be. Yeah. And so I'm used to like, well, that was my turn. I, I, whoops! Like, and then having to role play or do the like, I kick him in the chest. It's like, why'd you do that? That's like, like I it's like I dump all these ball bearings on the ground because maybe I can get them to like trip on trip, them or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't you have spells you can use? I'm like, yeah, probably. But Absolutely. <laughs> I, it seems I can't get them off. But uh, I, it's talking about, at first. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I, my, my third player character that I did was a tabaxi and I loved her, but mm-hmm. she was a really cool character and I finally did a sorcerer um, on a one-off and it was a blast, but you know, you spend, if you're not 
really into it yet or you haven't figured it's out a lot to keep up with it's a lot it is and you know even my barbarian i made jokes but now that she's a storm herald like she's leveled and she became a storm herald in level three mm-hmm. and we're on a boat and like one of the things they were saying was like you know what are you gonna do and um everyone else in the party is is texting each other and saying like she's gonna use the storm herald effect right <laughs> and then <laughs> i'm just like i'm gonna row extra hard <laughs> like, and they're like, what the hell so it's kind of a balance between as you gain these abilities and you gain these different feats and traits that you have to really dive into them and uh figure out what that is and, and i know that my husband joe made a joke about my tabaxi having a familiar ghost who's an animal mm. and um, a dire wolf actually. <laughs> nice. So she, he was like, you know, you're always killing off ghosts, but I'm like, because he's an extra thing I have to think about in the moment. And it's, you know, not something you're used to playing. Every yeah. Time, so. Like sometimes it's, it's nicer to just have like three things you can do versus like a hundred, like, mm-hmm. Because sometimes, especially if someone is the overthinking type, you can really get bogged down in all the options. I, mm-hmm. with me introducing some coworkers into the game, I had one of them naturally was like, "I want to be a wizard." And I was like, "Oh no!" Like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, and no. and like, luckily, like he's the type who's played a lot of RPGs before, just like video games in general. So it wasn't super hard. At least the like the language was still there. Like. I would change spell slots to mana and stuff like that just to get them to kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. But then, like, just the cavalcade of options that come with a spellcaster at level one and then moving forward, it, there was a lot. So with the rest of the coworkers who decided, like, hey, we want to do this, I'm literally like, all right, everybody's level zero. Like, we're yeah. all going to be just, like, you're – nobody one even has a – spell slot. <laughs> nobody, has a, nobody has a class yet. and. Yeah. And like you're gonna be armed with a shovel, you get this, and like I'm, <laughs> like it's yeah, I've been playing around with it, and like we're gonna put y'all in a cave, and I'm going to figure out where your play styles are from, by the way how you role play, and after that we will discuss classes and stuff because I don't want to give somebody who's like, I just want to cast one spell a lot, I can just give them a wand, of magic yeah. missile or something, and they could be satisfied. Absolutely. Uh, so. I think Jared does a really good idea with that too. Is like he he always he asked us up front like what kind of things would you want to find, um, and we give him a huge long Christmas list. And of course, we get maybe <laughs> one Christmas of those list. per season. Um, <clears throat> but he does a good job with that, and you know he does a lot of one of the things that I didn't realize in D and D is how many one instructions there are, but also how many puzzles and different things that you have to figure out. And so the, you know, luckily I'm in a group with uh, Joe and Mike who are fantastic at the, the riddles and the puzzles. Cause we, Oz and I would be standing there all day going like, what, what do you think? <laughs> so, um, so it's a good mesh between the four of us having very different skill sets in real life, but also in our characters as well. So. And it's, and of course that's preferred like it that's it y'all sound like y'all are made for each other all of you <laughs> like um but it, it's i'm a little i i want to say i'm jealous but also at the same time like I, i'm just my heart goes out to those who don't have a solid party comp because everybody wanted to be a spellcaster like yes that's that's <laughs> that's my family at the moment 
I mean, I think I get it. You know, my husband plays a lot of DC deck building and Hearthstone and all this other mm. stuff. And so he really enjoys all the instructions pieces of it. So he always chooses something that has like, you know, animal casting or, you know, he'll have 20 bats on the field and we're like, oh my gosh, just move forward. Um, yeah. I, but I am you can in only the have same one or house. two of those. You can't have five. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like eeny, meeny, miny, moe kind of pick them from a hat you know it, it there's a lot of discussion but I, I i like to play necromancers in magic the gathering <laughs> and video games and also i've been playing around with it with a current character and such and in my my dm i'm like hey can i cast this and he's like real quick what do you want out of this and i'm like i just want one and he's like that will do it like because we have if 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 i am allowed a lot then another character might be allowed a lot. And he's like, I'm just trying to prepare myself for a, somebody else to show up later. And oh, then yeah. it's like, well, because I gave you 20 skeletons, I have to give him 20 skeletons now. And I'm not prepared to have 40 skeletons on the field. Like, okay? Like, I'm like, look, <laughs> look, man, I'm a DM too. I get it. Like, no. Yeah. And it, I, I, 100% summoning classes are sometimes tough to deal with. But Absolutely. they're fun. <laughs> they're just fun. Um I but, think you know, in that campaign, Joe got knocked out a lot because Jared was just like, I'm done with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with your 20 animals. So everything on the board attacks you. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's You know, so. sometimes a board wipe, it's just a breath of fresh. If, if you know, if yeah. the field is full all the time, uh, you don't appreciate the times when sometimes it's a little empty. Do y'all play with figurines or, do, or is it entirely theater of the mind? That just hit um, me. Yeah, so we do it right now. We're actually in four different states. Yeah, I so, imagine it's hard to do it with figures that way. Yeah, right now we utilize um, Skype and Discord. And, you know, um, he actually has maps and stuff that he downloads. And we'll see a map occasionally. Um, but it's not every single time. A lot of it is theater of the mind. In some of our other campaigns, when we first started, we did play in person. And we had, you know, like the board and, and all that uh, different stuff. But now that we've all moved we've just kind of used this as our keep in touch campaign um so with the two campaigns that we're running right now the podcast one and the non-podcast one um they're both over skype and stuff so the guys are trying like a, a divas one where they all play female characters right now nice and uh it's like the things that they say when they're describing female stuff just cracks me up of course even jared like he talks about a bathroom i think in one of our first three podcast episodes and he's like the female bathroom has like you know a bench and like it smells wonderful and everything else and i'm just like you've never been in a female bathroom have you yeah like i was about to say i think i think i've only been in one i used to work in maintenance so that's that's why the I was I was just hanging out in the ladies' bathroom, but <laughs> yeah, like one had a bench and it was nice, but it was like it was a church, so I think they were trying to compensate. Yeah, but otherwise, not so much. No, it's, not it's so just much. A but bathroom. it was just hilarious, yeah. you know, to hear <laughs> to hear him describe. I'm like, you're married with a child. Like, how do you not know? You know? Yeah, like, do you just see um, the shut door and your your imagination goes wild? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a candle, you know, and you're like, what? But it's, it's kind of amusing to see when they play uh, characters that are definitely out of sorts for them and how yeah. they, how they uh, relate to that. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm planning on, for the next campaign, do, trying to branch out from my, the, I'm still trying to like not be a spellcaster, but I'm sitting there looking at the warlock class going, well, I haven't been one of y'all yet, but <laughs> at the very least, I, I, I'm trying to branch out a little bit, but trying to push the boundaries as uh beecher said in a very 
old interview, but, uh, okay, let's see. What's your favorite part about Soul? Like, as the creator of Soul, what's your favorite part about her? I think it's just that I wanted to create a, a strong female character, and mm-hmm. that she really represents that. Um, and she has, you know, she has the softer side, she has the stronger side, but she really is just confident and sassy and she's just fun to play you know i've had um characters in the past that were deep and dark and you know came from these terrible backgrounds and hers is kind of unfortunate but it's not really like tragic yeah Yeah. it's not tragic it's just kind of like okay i have this missing part um and so she really is just like a fun light-hearted character and it's, it's just easy to play her and embody her for that couple of hours that you play each week and so um that's what i really like because i think everybody does kind of base their characters a little bit off of a piece of their personal yeah life and you just know break like, off a piece yeah and you know uh, my husband is very like thoughtful and detour oriented and he's thinks very uh thoroughly before he acts and i'm the opposite i'm the very impulsive one so for soul like she really does embody that mm-hmm. um when she does some of this crazy stuff that drives the party crazy but it's just fun to play that character and live in that for a couple hours a week you know and that and and because of that like i i think that's what dnd should be i mean i tend to have like a i think i change what i think dnd should be every interview but is is like it should be a a space for you to explore a part of yourself that maybe you don't get to experience throughout the week uh so -hmm. to speak and because sometimes you know it's not okay for you to just go into a room and kick the door down and stuff like that in Mm -hmm. at your work or at the denny's or something like that (laughs) but i don't think that's ever okay (laughs) so yeah yeah it's it you gotta you gotta explore that somewhere else and um it seems like you've definitely found your niche uh or at least the area where you want to be with her. Um, yeah. Because some, like some folks are still figuring out their characters. Some fo- it sounds like you've got her. Uh, of course, other than the missing parts of the memory, that that aside, you've really figured out who Soul is and what she is. Um, and I think she's pretty well rounded. Like just from my notes, it's like okay, all right, soft side question mark, yes, hard side, yes, like, <laughs> but. Um, so I'm going to open up the floor. If you want to plug anything, I have no idea what. Um, if you have any like final thoughts about Soul or anything else, I'll let you go that and we'll kind of lead out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first off, check out the podcast if you haven't already. It's on Podbean under Proficient with Skulls. And then you can also see it on Twitter at Prof with Skulls. Um, definitely follow us and you'll get some cool content. There's even some opportunities I think that we're building into talk in a chat room soon. So definitely check out for all that. Um, but yeah, I think if you guys listen to it, you'll see we're having a lot of fun and, and you'll enjoy it as well. And even potentially be able to get on later as a guest and we'll see how that goes from there. So all right. That's pretty much it. But thank you so much, Cole. No problem. Thank you. Fun, um, interviewing with you. And I'm glad that we can be your first full party. There you go. Pop that cherry for you. And, I'll, uh... I'll make up a tr- <laughs> I'll make up a trophy later. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll make three or four more and I'll send them out. To... <laughs> <laughs> all right. But well, we uh... definitely appreciate it. And um, it's a lot of fun. And I think this is a really interesting concept to hear about characters because character development really is one of the best parts of D and D is getting to create something and 
know it might be killed and create another one. So um, it's a lot of fun to just build your character from the get-go. Absolutely. But I, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, especially, I mean, all y'all, and, <laughs> and and really reaching out to me to to be the first full party that I've interviewed. But uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, thank you for telling me about your elf. Thanks, Cole.